All right. So if you have your Bibles, I'd like to begin reading from Mark 14. Or, excuse me, Acts 14. Acts 14, verses 21 through 28. Acts 14, 21 to 28. Please stand in reverence for God's word. This is um, Paul and his missionary journeys, and it says, And when they had preached the gospel in that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, and strengthened the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And after they had passed from Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. Now, when they had come and gathered to church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the example of Paul and his ministry. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would touch our hearts today through your word and uh, that my words would... uh, be pleasing to you as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to talk about the um, the completing the circle of missions. And uh, when I talk to the youth in the church in Ecuador, I like telling them, uh, uh, asking them what their goals are. Where are they going? What are their plans in life? What is the goal of missions in our case here? I tell the youth, if you don't know where you're going, any bus will take you there. I think this would be a basket case. Uh, And if you don't know how you're going to go, you could be in for a long trip. If you don't know where you're going, any bus will take you there. And if you don't know... How you want to go, you could be in for a long trip. What is the goal of missions? As a church, as a sending church, as we work with the church in Ecuador, what is the goal and how are we getting there? We, to, 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 we must first define the goal and then we can define the steps. And as we talk about missions and ministry, um, the, every step will be directed by the ultimate goal. And uh, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, I watered, Apollos planted, God gave the growth. There's a process here. And there can be a danger of focusing sometimes too much on the steps and forgetting the goal. 
And there's also a danger of focusing too much on the goal that we forget their steps, baby steps along the way. The ultimate goal of a church congregation isn't just to send out missionaries. It isn't just that the missionaries preach, that they plant new churches, that the churches grow. The ultimate goal here, and this is what we're talking about the circle, is that the new churches be sending churches. And the circle repeats itself. The uh, AFLC fundamental principles talks about, according to the word of God, the congregation is the right form of the kingdom of God on earth. Missions has to be centered around the local congregations. Obviously, when there is no congregation, that's the first step, is beginning with a congregation and then building from there. Uh, we, we read in our text, Mark 16, and there was the well-known uh, verse of go. And that's, we're going to start the circle. It's kind of a circle that can keep going around and around. <laughs> but um, we'll start with the go part. And we see, see the Jesus command. And then in Acts, we kind of jump midway into the story and see Paul and some of his travels and coming back. Going... It usually involves travel. It usually involves some discomfort. I know when we go camping, we try to take everything, but it's just not like home. Going usually involves some discomfort. Going usually involves, almost always includes new experiences. Going usually involves change. And as you, as you think about going, as you go, maybe to your neighbor, maybe to another place on short-term missions or long-term missions, these are things that we can expect. We see it in Paul's life, and we've seen it through the, the, the generations, the centuries of missions, of world missions, the, the, the aspects of going. This is what going looked for us about, oh, six years ago, roughly? No, five years ago. Five years ago. Because uh, Nathaniel is six months old. And uh, here we are going. A little different. This was us coming back, leaving Ecuador with the pastor and uh, ready to get on the airplane. Uh, going with four children is a little more difficult than one. Here we are in the airport trying to keep everyone happy at 11 o'clock at night. This is a men's retreat. Kind of like uh, maybe you would go to the ark. Well, um, this was our trip to the jungle on a men's retreat. And that bus back there is stuck. We were trying to figure out either go around him or get him out. There you can get another picture of it. You didn't want to go off the edge. Um, we talked about new experiences. These are not pets. Uh, in Ecuador, guinea pigs are food and a specialty food. So if you're having a party, a baptism, a confirmation, you will get out the guinea pigs or buy them. 
This is what going to the supermarket looks like for Trisha every Thursday. Well, we go as a family, all of us. The uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. This is uh, uh, maybe the convenience store down the street. If we look at Mark again, move on to the second point here. First, we see the going. Looking back at Mark, it says, go into all the world and preach. We see the going and the preaching. Preach. Uh, Maybe it's assumed, but we're preaching the gospel, the good news, the word, the cross. Our emphasis must be on the spiritual while not ignoring the physical. And that's a very much of a balancing act for us as missionaries is that balance of emphasizing the spiritual needs, but sometimes the physical are need to be addressed as well. Um, we preach and work in the, con- in the context of a local congregation. This is Pastor Santiago or James and uh, his wife Blanca. This is what our church looks like in Ecuador. It's a it's a larger congregation. It's the largest Lutheran church in the country. It has about 200 to 250 people on a Sunday. This was actually a Christmas program. Sometimes doing ministry with dramas and skits. This was on church camp, sharing and preaching. That you can almost see the ocean on the right hand side. It's um, ch- look at church camp. There we are. We usually we're gonna miss out this year. It's in August, and um, we're gonna be back, returning the end of August, and uh, so missing out on church camp. I was just telling Trisha I'm gonna miss it. It's another camp of sharing. That preaching and sharing. Want to focus on on the next one now? Strengthening and maturing. In Acts, again, Acts 14, verse 22, after Paul had been on his, done his journeys, it says, they returned. They came back to Lystra, Iconium, and Iconium, and Antioch, excuse me, strengthening the souls of the disciples. Paul didn't just go and preach. He didn't go just start churches. But then he strengthened the congregation. He, he helped it grow and mature. He set up that structure and then came back and encouraged the elders, the pastors in the congregation. Strengthening and maturing the congregation. This is our, uh, one of the cell groups that we work with in Ecuador. Uh, the, it's a cell group for young couples, and then uh, it turns up looking like a nursery eventually. These are newly married couples, and, and they're just hungering for the word. And it, it's kind of easy to help people grow when they want to eat. And they're just there soaking up the word. We'll meet each, each week. 
and and then cover different topics. Sometimes we'll study a book of the Bible. Sometimes we'll talk about topics of marriage and family. This has been a real highlight this past year in our ministry. Sometimes it's living life. And this is the cell group. We said, hey, let's go have a picnic after church. So we uh, were having a picnic by the river that day, doing activities together. Strengthening the youth. This was a hike. We live at 8,500 feet in the valley. So when we want to go up into the mountains, that's probably about 11 or 12,000 feet right there. And uh, since we're at the equator, there's no snow at at that height. You have to go up to over 15,000 feet to have snow. They were on the highest mountain of Ecuador. We were probably at 15, 15 and a half there. This is another men's retreat in the jungle. Pastor Santiago, we kind of work under his direction and leadership. And he loves um, outdoor activities and doing um, kind of adventures or trips with the men and youth in the congregation. Uh, a lot of bonding time when you're pulling a truck out of the mud. Uh, these are some Inca ruins and with some youth from the church. This is one of the homeschool families. Uh, as a way to encourage and strengthen the youth the, uh, and the young people, the church has asked us to work with the homeschool families and encourage and strengthen them as they train their children, not only in the academics, but also in the things of the Lord. As far as um, strengthening, I also want to mention that this, in April we went back with a team from the Bible school and saw that strengthening that, that the Bible school team did to the local congregation in Ecuador. Lastly, we have go, preach, strengthen, and then equip to go, to complete the circle here. <clears throat> in Ephesians, in the text we saw, it talks about for the equipping of the saints and that equipping and preparing. About four years ago, the church started a Bible school in Ecuador, uh, close to the city where we're at. And uh, the purpose is that of equipping. It's a one-year school, very similar to the Bible school here in Plymouth, but uh, um, all in Spanish and for the, the young people in the church. Here was uh, the second year graduating class. This is um, Andrew. And one of the, the, the emphasis of the church in Ecuador this year has been missions and how they, can, how they can encourage missions and be missionaries themselves. Andrew was a young guy in my youth group. Here he uh, was probably 16 or 17. And I, I would mentored him and took him on different ministry trips. He married a Christian gal about four years ago. Now they have a baby. And on Facebook, I saw their fourth, ba- uh, second, their second baby was born, Sophia. This is one of the families that the church is mentoring, strengthening, equipping to go. They have a heart for missions. And uh, as a couple, they are, are, are ready to go. And he, he, once confi- he was confided with me a few months ago. He's like, I don't know how long I have to wait. And 
he's like, I went to Bible school a year. Now I've waited six months. And I was like, Andrew, hang in there. You're just going about a year and a half of waiting here. Uh, typically, it's a lot longer. That equipping and preparing. This is Isabel. And she was preparing for missions for about 10 years. Right now, she is in China. She is from the local congregation. She works as an English and Spanish teacher in the universities of China. And um, that's her main goal. That's her, that's her reason for being there, according to her visa. Her main goal is to share Jesus. This was another doctor who had a two-year time in Pakistan, I believe. And uh, working with and giving health, sharing with the health, helping with the health needs of women in uh, Pakistan. And uh, just uh, a real heart for ministry. I think she's back now, and we'll have to see what, what the Lord, how the Lord leads her. Completing the circle of missions. What's the ultimate goal here? The going, the preaching, the strengthening, the equipping to go. In closing, I wanted to emphasize one more verse from Acts. Acts 14, verse 26. It says, from there, Paul, they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. The work of ministry, the work of missions, the work of completing the circle of missions is all centered around God's grace. His strengthening, his equipping, his grace for salvation, and his grace in the strengthening, maturing process, in growing the congregation, and then His grace in the going. Ephesians 1.7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins according to His grace. That redemption. And then Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, For by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace for me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all by God's grace. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Paul accomplished his missionary journeys by God's grace. He was sent out by his grace. He returned by God's grace. It's God's grace which saves us, but also that grace which motivates us and is the reason there can even be missions. This was our commissioning service at our local small congregation in Wilson, being commended to God's grace. Grace in the going, grace in the preaching, grace in the strengthening, and grace in the equipping. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and the necessity of that grace in all of our lives, the necessity of that grace in your church, and the necessity of grace 
in missions. Lord, I pray that you would pour your grace upon this congregation. I thank you for their part that they play in missions, in the work in Ecuador. Lord, we thank you for the people you are preparing here and now to go. Pray that, Lord, your grace would abound. In Jesus' name, amen.